This is The Extra Mile. Hey everyone, this is G5. This is not Caleb. Caleb is out today, and so I have a very special guest with me. His name is Tegan Bloodworth. Pull that chair in a little bit. Get a little little closer. There we go. We want you in the shot. All right, Teague. How old are you? Nine. 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 And so he's going to come on. We're going to look at childlike faith. Let me open up with this passage here. It says, and this is Jesus talking. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child, had him stand among them. He said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn around and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then humbles himself like this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a child like this in my name welcomes me. We're going to look at childlike faith because in today's world, as adults, we can become so jaded by this world that our emotions are suppressed and everything is suppressed and nothing really affects us. We don't have that purity like... Uh, like a child has. We don't have that raw emotion and enthusiasm that a child can have that we should have in our faith to help us stand out. And so in this podcast, Tegan is with me to kind of pull out and bring that childlike to our faith so we can apply it to our faith and as we grow. And so let's kind of dive into it. How's your day? Good. Is it good? Mm-hmm. What'd you do today? Well, I went to my grandparents' house. Good, good, good. Did you have fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. my mom steamed a couch. Steamed a couch? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, are you just making it dirty all the time? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is actually my aunt's couch that's going to go in her office. Oh, okay. So it has to be absolutely pristine, <laughs> right? All right, very good, very good, very good. I imagine as a as an awesome kid, you go on a lot of adventures, is that right? <laughs> well, uh, eh, kind of kind of ton when was what was the last adventure you can well, you can think of the last adventure may have been when i was riding a tricycle down like four steps mm. four steps you were riding it down four steps not just a yes. smooth just boop 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 four steps and you yeah. didn't hurt yourself you didn't do anything it may have been three maybe three and you just you landed like a pro <laughs> man well what does it take to have that kind of skill Just, just raw talent and pure bravery. Is that what it, is that what it takes? Maybe bravery. Maybe bravery. Yeah. Good, because we're gonna look at that here in a second. Yeah. Let me. Th- you said you also were riding a calf. Is that right? Yes, I rode a calf. <laughs> and what is that like? Well, so like when I got on it, that wouldn't go up, so I had to go up, and then it darted away with me, and I only stayed on for like three seconds. Oh, and it, did you not? It kicked you off, or you got off? I fell off. You fell off. Man, that still takes a lot of bravery. And you didn't ride on it backwards and grab a hold of its tail? You, you just no. you stayed on it like a man. That's too awesome. That's too awesome. I need to, I need to ride a cow. But what a, if you could go on, let me ask you this. If you could go on any adventure with anyone, what would it, what would it do? What would you do? I would probably get venom from all the venomous snakes. You get venom from all the venomous snakes. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, the deadliest. Only the deadliest, of course. That makes sense. Why would you get it from the least deadliest? You'd like, want to go right toe like to toe with a the rattlesnake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you'd want to go toe to toe with a rattlesnake. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to collect the venom? For fun. Just for fun. Just for fun. Man, does it? Uh, do you do anything with the venom that you collect? Well, you can use it as anti-venom. Anti-venom, and what does that do? So, actually, so anti-venom um, is helps people once they've gotten bitten by a snake. Hmm. So, like, I take venom from a snake to help people, and then it's made into anti-venom to help people that have been bitten by a snake. Wow. Okay. That's, you know, that's pretty, that takes a lot of courage to be able to help people. So you want to do this dangerous thing in order to help people, huh? And I guess in a, in a way, that's, that's really cool. I imagine that takes a lot of bravery. I want to bring out, so when we apply this to our faith, Tegan, you want to face snakes. Who can you think of, or who was it that faced this giant called Goliath? David. David. Right, what did he do? What happened there? Do you know that story? Yes. So he was delivering supplies to his brothers who uh, were like in the army. Mm -hmm. And then there is this giant and he wanted to go fight. But Saul was like, you're too young. You're just a boy. But finally, he Saul gave him his armor, but it was too heavy. So he took it off and went to the stream to get and got five smooth pebbles. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Five smooth pebbles or stones. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and then the first one he threw killed Goliath. Yeah. Yeah. And where to hit him? In the head. In the head. Man. You think that'd be pretty scary going toe-to-toe -to -toe with someone who's three times your size? Yes. Yeah. Well, you'd think it'd be scary to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a deadly, what'd you say, a rattlesnake? Mm, King Cobra. King Cobra. Well, don't you think that'd be pretty scary? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes a lot of faith because David had what? He had courage, but he also trusted in who? God. Yeah, he trusted in God that God would deliver him and, and keep mm -hmm. him safe and ultimately save his people. You think of David and Goliath, that was an adventure, and it was an adventure in faith. And when we live out our faith, we're living out, you know, adventures. And that adventure should race, should be like a race that we're running and we're running toward Christ. I told you that my favorite, favorite verse is Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. We're running and we're keeping our eyes centered on Christ. And when we're dodging sin, we're, you know, battling temptation, all of that is an adventure. And it, it should only strengthen our faith as long as our focus is on Christ because, because we're in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And Ultimately, you wanna, you're not thinking about, I love the, the childlike coming out because you're not thinking about that snake biting you. You're thinking about that anti-venom you can get from the venom in order to help people and how cool probably it is fighting the snake. And that is so cool. David said this before he fought, before he fought Goliath here. He said, he said, you are coming against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I am coming against you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies and the God of Israel's army whom you have defiled, defied. That is so cool. That's the kind of trust that we're talking about that we need in God, right? To kind of carry us through. Not to live by fear in what we face in this world, but to be living in the fear of the Lord. Because 
we are confident that that he'll be with us. That is, that takes a tremendous amount of faith. I, I like that. I like that. Another thing, man, another thing that we're going to look at is this concept of time. Um, when was the last time you checked your clock? Mm, maybe yesterday. You checked it yesterday? Really? What, why did you need to check it yesterday? To see what time it was. Actually, <laughs> Obviously. No, yeah. I think the last time I checked it, was at like 109, 10 something today. Today, so so today, and then the last time before that was was yesterday sometime. Mm-hmm. Just just probably once a day. Well, I actually think I'm getting it wrong. So, but <laughs> this morning. This morning, you checked yeah. it this morning. Well, I was just looking at the clock yeah. and read the time. But it's not like me where I'm checking it all the time. <laughs> Got time there, got time there, got time over there. I'm checking that clock all the time. What do you, what do you think about when, let me give you this, when you wake up, what do you think about? What did, what did you think about when you woke up today? Hmm, maybe bushcraft books. R- what is that? It's a survival series. Okay, a survival well, series. So you're not picking up your phone and checking social media and checking what time it is and make sure you get the right time and you've woken up on time and no. y- who texted you and no, none of that? No. No, no posts? I don't even have a phone. Oh, man. that Maybe we should learn from that. You don't even have a phone or check social media. The first thing you do is what you're going to do that day. And today you're going to do, what did you want to look, what was that book? The survival what? Bushcraft, but. Oh, Okay. It hasn't come in yet. Okay, so you're gonna look forward to that. Now, when you go to sleep, what are you thinking about? Maybe what I've done today, like what's on my mind. Hmm. Like, you know, at night, that's when just you have all these ideas. Yeah, yeah. You kind of run it through those ideas. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You're not thinking about any of the mistakes that you made or anything. Mm, I don't think so. No, no. You're just. In the moment, thinking of these ideas. You wake up, you're in the moment, right? It it seems like you're not thinking or worried about what's in your phone, what someone else said to you. You're not worried about what's going to happen in the future. You're in the moment. I like that. I like that. And that's what, honestly, when it comes to our faith, that's what we should be looking at, is we should be in the moment, living here and now, and we forget that sometimes. We wake up and we're thinking and we're worried and we're anxious about what's going to happen to us or we're thinking about the past and some of our regrets and and that's no good you know what the happiest fish in the world is what what do you think the fish that's with god sure 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 i think that would probably be the happiest i like your i like your idea but the goldfish is actually the happiest fish in the world you know why because it's gold (laughs) you would think too right that's very that's very human no it's because it has a 10 second memory a 10 second memory that's, and it forgets everything else. Sometimes we just need to forget some of the regrets that we've made, assess and forget so we can move on. We can live in the here and now. I like what Colossians 3, 1 through 2 says. It says, therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Keep thinking about the things above, not the things on the earth. That above is both a place and time. Careful there. And it makes those sounds all the time. But 
that word above there, that's a place in time. The place is heaven and the time is eternity. Eternity doesn't consist of just past or future because it's continually, it just, it just continually goes. It just goes and goes and goes. It only consists of the present. Eternity is a continual present, continual here and now. It's important to view our adventures in faith and the life that we live like, like a child, like you were, and in that present moment and not to be lost in this future or this past worry or angst. God is eternal. And when we realize that he's with us here and now, it will make us so much stronger, give us so much more courage to be able to face the adventures that we need to face in our faith and to worry about what's going on now. That's it's a beautiful story. All right. The third thing we should look at is love. Love. What are some of the things that you love? That's an easy question. People or things? Do things first. Well, you love those adventure books, right? And this is a love that's not like, um, it's more like I like these things. Mm-hmm. I like my stuffed tiger. Mm, okay, your stuffed tiger, and he has a name? It's a she. Her name is Icy. Icy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. I like that. What are some other things? Well, she has a cub snowball. Oh, okay. Wow. Man. So you, you like your stuffed tiger, Icy, and Snowball. <laughs> I like that, Icy and Snowball. <laughs> Who do you love the most in your life, people-wise? My parents. Yeah, your parents. Of course. Of course. Um, imagine if imagine if those people didn't love you, though. That would be horrible. Yeah, that'd be really sad, right? Life wouldn't be enjoyable, would it? No. No, no. no. When you think of this life and our faith, love is super important. And uh, I was reading a book the other day, and uh, it, it came up to the same conclusion that love is everything. And this person didn't believe in God. Uh, he was an atheist or an agnostic, and yet he came to the same conclusion that God tells us that love is so important. So... Atheist or agnostic, everyone searches for this love. Everyone agrees that, you know, without love, everything else is just pointless. Pointless. Let's look at, let me read to you 1 Corinthians 13. Do you know this passage, T? Mm, I don't think so. You know this passage? It's a pretty popular passage. Is it the one, children obey your parents in the... L- that's, no, that's No, that's a good one to have memorized, though. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> parents would be proud of you. That's right. That's right. This is the one we'll say at like all the weddings. But it says, I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but I do not have love. I am a noisy gong. Oh, sorry. But it, if I do not have love, or let me read that again. If I speak in the tongues of men and not angels, but I do not have love, I am a noisy gong and a clanking cymbal. And if I have prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away everything I own, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I receive no benefit. 
that without love everything else is pointless you can have all the money in the world you can have all the power in the world to move mountains but it's pointless if you have no love because just like your parents if they don't love you or if you don't love them it's just not enjoyable huh that love is so important and god has already given he's so amazing God reveals many of the secrets that we search for in this life right here, and he's given us that. He showed us right there in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3, that love is everything, but also that God is love. He is everything. The childlike love that you have, Tegan, isn't, you know, for selfish motives. You love your parents and siblings because, because they love you, and that reminds us of that God is love is in 1 John 4. That reminds us of another passage, 1 John 4 19, later on, when we love because he first loved us. So God loves us, and that gives us meaning in this life. It's a beautiful thing, and that's the same for our God. And that is the, the pure love that we long for. And when we feel love, then we feel the embrace. It's almost like we feel the embrace of God. That's so cool. That is so cool. We get to live life in a world where a God loves us, right? Just because you love your parents and your parents love you, life is so much more enjoyable, is it not? Yeah, yeah. Much more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. It really is. All right, I think that wraps it up. Tegan, you want to say, say goodbye? Bye. <laughs> All right. That concludes our conversation. I hope you got something out of it. Go and have a childlike faith. You know, take on that adventure with courage, trusting in God. Know you only have so much time, but you got to live in the here and now. And God loves us. He is love. And take that with you. All right. Go so.